0: Welcome to the shutdown Fullcast. This is the internet's—I don't know—it's—it's it's the only podcast for college football. Just
1: that, that's that, no, just only at
2: all. It's the only. One. I kind of like the internet's college football podcast, implying that there are like uh, newspaper college football podcasts or like academic college football yeah, podcasts. it's
1: about the Yale clubs.
2: College like football like an like a like an like analog college football podcast. Yeah, like they're like, like, the, they're they're like the, you mean the radio? No, there's, one for, the whiff, there's nope. one for the whip. there's one for the
0: whiff and poofs, right? <laughs> Ivy
2: League Coral <laughs> College Football Podcast. It's like a, it's like a, what's the thing you put in a piano that plays itself? Play, you know? Oh yeah, play. the scroll. Yeah.
3: The, that's really that's a
0: that's a really good tack piano, Jason. <laughs> uh
3: huh. Uh huh.
0: I was just thinking that before we had to get into the discussion of anything college football related, that one thing you should know is that not everyone lives well. Because I'm sitting here, we were trying to get everything together for a podcast, and looking around my house, and I was like, "My quality of life. You know, your quality of life doesn't get any better. You should just know that. Like no. as you get as you get older, if it's trash, it just stays trash. It's not like you're ever going to learn how to clean or decorate your house." Jesus. You're not.
1: This is, you realize this is a very rough thing to be saying during our group of five podcasts, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> unless if trash, you, trash. unless if you're, uh, uh, I don't know, Louisville or something, yeah, and you, you you can ride the the Papa John's Pizza rocket all the way to the ACC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you are what you are. Pretty point? much hey, hey, every human, hum, every human peaks at age like six.
1: West Virginia got that big 12 spot. No problem.
2: Yeah. Going great. <laughs>
0: yeah. How's that? How's that going? All right. So you're saying the ideal situation, the yeah. one that is the best of all worlds is one where you're promoted to your natural level of incompetence. Okay. This is all checking out. Yeah. God. This... Thank you. You've already
1: made this sad.
0: That's good. Yeah, that's great. Speaking of sad. Hey, what are we talking about this week, Jason?
2: Well, we have gone and up and previewed the entire Power Five. We've said at least one word about every team in those five conferences, the ones who are actually eligible to play for the national championship. So now let's talk about the teams who are not low enough to play in the FCS playoffs and not high enough to play in the FBS playoffs. The teams are just sort of here. Uh, we, we still love each and every one of them, and they will score some embarrassing upsets against teams in the group that actually gets to compete. Um, probably uh, probably Missouri will fall victim at some point. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe Oregon State, uh, surely Indiana will do something like that, but... We're gonna we're gonna run through these five conferences, and uh, try and pick out some some pick some conference favorites.
1: I disagree that these are not these are teams that can't make the playoffs.
2: They can't. Uh, well, the the thing is, they're not eligible. So
1: well, it's they, more it's more that they are just think of it as the presidential line of succession. Bam is the president, mm-hmm. obviously. Roll tide. Um, roll tide. And you know, these are the teams that are your Secretary of Labor, your whips your Postmaster General. I don't think Postmaster General is on there anymore, but it was. These are just the guys who are, like, 18th down. They're that new Kiefer Sutherland show where he's basically playing Jack Bauer, but uh, with glasses. Yeah. yeah, how is that not
2: Jack Bauer? They, they like I feel like the show is called, like, Jack Bauer with a W.
1: Uh, here's the thing I've learned recently about Kiefer Sutherland. Every character he plays is Jack Bauer, and I know this because <laughs> I recently, with my wife, Rewatch the Disney film, The Three Musketeers, in which he plays one of said musketeers. And at, some, at one point, he, uh, his character pulls a gun on uh, Chris O'Connell. Chris O'Donnell? What's his name? D'Artagnan.
2: Whatever his Chris name is. O- Chris O'Bonnell.
1: Chris O'Bonnell. Chris O'Bonnell, Chris, Chris o- o- yeah. Chris Obama. Um, and And basically tells him to leave the battle or he will shoot him in the face. This, awesome. is in, this is in the Disney Three Musketeers. He's always been Jack Bauer. Your wife has to do heroin. <laughs> <laughs> or else ah, the and, the Musketeers left. And also in true Jack Bauer fashion, he's in love with uh, a villainous female who dies.
0: Yes, yes. Is that is that Mary is that Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio? It, it's
1: Rebecca De Mornay.
0: Ooh, that's good too. Yeah. So, I don't know why I I don't know why. Mem was my first poll. Probably because were just
1: going with the like uh, three three word name that has M at the end, so that's fine.
0: Also, it's melodious to say, and she played, and she played. You know, the sister and Scarface. So I really just kind of want her to be in everything.
3: That's fine.
1: Um, what, oh, we're talking about the group of five. Boy, I derailed this quickly here. Before we do that, I would like to thank all of our listeners uh, who root for a Power Five conference for not calling us out too badly, except for Texas A&M, who was so mad about <laughs> what we said about them that I had to go on one of our Good Bull Hunting uh, podcasts and defend... You had to go to, not really, to, go to A- Aggie Court. Not even... It wasn't oh even, my God, you did. You you had to go to calling Court. <laughs> it, it wasn't even my opinion because they played clips from the episode and it was mostly me cackling <laughs> at you two talking shit. And I oh swear to God, God on this episode... On this episode, one of you said something, and I laughed like an idiot, like I frequently do. And they said, so what did you mean by your laugh there? And I had to defend it. <laughs> so thank you, you had to go to you, a quasi-military tribunal. Even, even Notre Dame fans, who we literally didn't talk about, were cool about it. Got, and, and I say this with all the love in my heart. Thank you for being way crazier than anybody ever thinks possible, Texas a and
0: Yes. So what did, they, what did they say to you?:
1: I mean they mostly asked me like what cities in, in Florida are trash? Uh, and what all, cities. all of them? Yeah, all of them. Yeah, I mean, there was a little bit of that. Um, and they you know, I, I here's what I told them. The only valuable thing I probably said in any of these preview episodes. all preview all college football previews are essentially useless, with the exception of like four. There are four people. Bill Connolly is one of them, and there are other people out there. Who do all the research and all the work, and the rest of us are just cribbing off of them. We're all, yeah, we're, we're all for,
2: for 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 this episode. Show of hands, how many people have Bill's group of five power rankings open right
1: absolutely, now? Absolutely,
2: absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. We, so yeah, we, I, like, I do. we
1: we crib from Bill. We crib. Some people crib from Phil Steele, Paul Meyerberg. Who uh, you know? Whether it's um, somebody like Stu, uh, uh, Bruce and Stu over at Fox. Like there are people who put a lot of work into this, and I'm not I, I don't wanna discredit them, but the vast majority of us are just copying off of somebody else's paper.
0: Yeah, we're just the, the talent the talent relies in being able to say it with uh more or maybe less flair.
1: Like I, I really want Bill to just not do his a hundred and twenty eighteen preview one year just to see the fallout from that.
2: Mm hmm. Or yeah, or uh just rearrange the names, randomize the names, sure. and yeah. and 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 have us going on the radio. Like, well, yeah, I I really do like Eastern Michigan coming yeah. out of the MAC this year, uh, to to win the playoff. I, I, really, really, yeah. yeah, yeah. I read the other day. You know, the roster is it's nothing but five stars up and down. Um, Tom, Tom Tom Coughlin's got these boys ready to brawl. This, this big, this wow, that's amazing. Round, this is big, 12
1: robin, this is big Twelve round robin schedule is something, but I think Rutgers is built to withstand it. They just are. Just, I hope Bill starts seeding lies like that in all of his previews.
0: I would, uh, it, where do we, where do we start with this? Like where in this wherever vast universe? Wherever, wherever you'd like.
2: What if we start with like the, the most semi-competent conference mm-hmm. and work our way toward the glory that is the fun belt? Okay.
0: What, what, why don't, before we do this, let's, let's, for the listener. Yeah in case you're just dipping your toe in this, it, what do we mean here with our group of five?
2: Well, these are, these are the other conferences in FBS that are technically in FBS. Um, these, are, these are Division one football programs. These are top-level football programs. Uh, these are in basketball, they're called mid-majors. Mm-hmm. And if you call them that in football, they'll get mad. So you have to call them the group of five the group of because five. that's a name they made, they made up for themselves because the other ones are called the power five.
0: Yes, which the 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 group of five. In case you did not know, uh, this stands for the American Athletic Conference, yeah. the Mid American Conference, the the MAC, the Mountain West, the Sun Belt, and Conference USA. You may hear us refer to the MAC as the MAC. That's that's the craziest nickname we've got for them. Yeah, it's just the MAC. Uh, the AAC. No one's going to call them the AAC. That's the American, aka the zombie. We call them zombie Big East. Is that fair? And then the
1: Pitts abandoned house. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: They foreclosed on it. <laughs> Pitt had to go. The foster home. Pitt left.
0: Yes. Then the Mountain West. We don't really have a nickname for them. It's just the Mountain West. Basically, like we're like Boise Sun Belt. That's the fun belt, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fun belt because man, yeah. games can games can get off the rails easy there. And in fashions that, at higher levels, that, that just can't happen. For instance, when was the last time you saw a punter playing quarterback? In the fun belt? You will. And then Conference USA, which I think is like deeply underbranded. You might call that CUSA. I hear that from time to time. Conference mm-hmm. USA, I, I think probably the most underrated conference do in terms think, of like fun.
1: Do you think they're pissed that the American sort of took their, their branding as like, we're the, U- we're the United States Conference? we are Captain America of
0: conference. Yeah. I feel like they had like, you know, there was Captain America mm-hmm. and and then there's uh captain Britain. I don't know if you noticed there's a captain Britain.
3: Yeah.
0: And Captain Britain just can't compete. Right. Even with similar branding. That's kind of what happened here Yeah, with conference USA and AAC conference USA, by the way, is like the most 1980s branding ever. Right. Like conference USA. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh yeah
1: it's, it sounds like a, it sounds like a game you uh, ask for for Super Nintendo and hate
0: right you invert it like you translated it from French or Japanese right Comfort USA uh, yeah and then the AAC, the AAC just decided to screw up by giving itself a mediocre name and also a logo that kind of looks like an A with a butthole <laughs> that's, if you look at it
2: also like a, if if you're gonna be if you're gonna adopt a name that's gonna confuse you with an with a top-level conference, make sure you're being confused with the ACC. That's that's the one to go for. <laughs> that's good.
1: I, no, I like the AAC because they're like, you know what? We'll be first in the phone book. That's all that matters. No, that's good.
2: That's like uh, Aaron's when it, when people when people want to want to rent a sofa for eight thousand dollars after paying all the bills, they'll do it at the AAC.
1: Quadruple A towing.
2: AAC best insurance in the nation. AAC
3: keep your family safe.
1: I would just like to say, for the going back to Jason's mid major versus group of five thing, group of five does not sound significantly better. It, you know, if you if your kid asked for a, a power wheels and you came home with a group of wheels, you're <laughs> they wouldn't be. They wouldn't say like, all right, this knockoff is good enough.
2: Group of wheels. That's like a Connects or something. <laughs> yeah. This is the connects, connects of conferences. I also like <laughs> that we
0: occasionally have to include our independents here, right? Right. Which, independent, C- certain independents. Correct. We're still we, not we, talking we,
1: about Notre Dame.
0: No, hell no. No, no, why would we do that? Our very good football team, if you're listening, by the way, we're not talking about them. They're an ACC member. The other ones that we have to include under independent, which would be BYU. Mm-hmm. Maybe the funniest mismanagement of a brand in college football. Let's discuss them when the time comes. Okay. I feel, I feel like there's a lot to say about BYU that's like good and bad, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm not, I'm not entirely negative about them. And I think a lot of the things you'd say that we were going to say about BYU are things that BYU fans I think think. They're not all monolith. They're a pretty diverse group when it comes to how they think of BYU. But, but let's not talk about them. Uh, just to wrap it up, the other independents we have to uh, sort of lump in here. Uh, BYU and uh, am I missing at, one?
2: At this point, it's Army and UMass, right. and we do not need to talk about either of those teams. UMass, because we covered them when we were talking about SEC schedules, because they all play UMass. Yeah,
3: that's
2: true. true. UMass. And uh, we don't talk talk about Army football out of respect for uh, for for the Army.
1: What I do appreciate about about Army is that as an independent, you know, you can go the BYU and even to some extent the UMass route, where you. Try to schedule teams where you potentially you're going to play pretty decent schedule. Try to play some named teams. Uh, Army is not doing that at all.
2: Hell Army, no, they play trash.
1: Army Army plays Notre Dame uh, in the Alamo Dome. Game,
2: like I said.
1: A game we talked about. And they have their they have the uh, Commander's Cup uh, is it? It's not Commander's Cup. The Commander
2: Chief. The Commander in Chief Trophy, yeah. I believe.
1: Yeah, so they have those two games. Other than that, they're, they're playing Wake Forest, they're playing North Texas, they're playing Buffalo, they're playing UTEP, they're playing Rice. Army's laying nice and low. Army is not looking to bother anybody right now. I not, feel like... Not Ar- in an election year.
2: Ar- Army's always going to play, like, it feels like they play three FCS teams a year somehow. feels like Army is secretly a member of the Patriot League.
1: That might be right. Um, and I, I'm, I'm sorry to Temple fans who are mad that I'm suggesting don't worry
0: about it, Temple. You're good. Yeah. Okay, we've covered the categoricals here, and I think we can get down to actually picking uh, which teams of these we would uh, consider noteworthy. Do you want, we could do them by conference, or, hell, uh, you could just salad bar them if you want to. You could just buffet table this and take mm-hmm. the team of your choice and say, hey, you might want to pay attention to them because they're probably going to wreck some shit. You know I'm talking about Houston. That's really where I'm starting yeah, here. I knew.
1: I, we knew that's where you are
0: going. So. Yeah. Like America's, America's most festive team at the moment. Like nobody like they are so much fun. Uh unlike my team, they've beaten Florida State in the last, you know, year. In a bowl game, no less. In a bowl game where Florida State did not want to be there. Gloriously apathetic. So good. Uh but we could do it like that or we can do it by conference. I'm open,
2: gentlemen.
1: Now a salad <laughs> bar. I like that. We're not organized.
2: That's that sounds that sounds messier.
1: That's fine. Um you want to say what? Do you, what else? Okay, so so that was Houston last year. Houston seems to be the consensus pick to say if somebody has any hope of crashing the playoff or at least getting a very nice bull bid outside of the Power Five. It's going to be Houston. Um, is that going? Is is there a reasonable path where Houston gets even close to a playoff spot?
2: If they go thirteen and zero, which includes wins against Oklahoma and Louisville, and uh, and winning probably the best mid-major conference again, then you know it would look bad to keep them out. Okay, but that requires going thirteen and zero.
1: It also requires who they play to be good. I mean, it helped. I think it helped last year that not only was um, not only not only were did they have a decent. non-conference schedule but the rest of the american ended up being pretty solid if there if that doesn't happen again this year even if it is the best non-power five conference that would probably ding it in some weird but maybe fair way yeah I like mean,
0: the, go ahead i mean there's well, we, we we know how this works right how a mid-major gets in but go ahead jason
2: i mean in my opinion, the playoff still has to distinguish itself from the BCS. Like, yes, it's a TV thing and they want ratings and whatever, but they still have to establish some legitimacy and some uh, some precedent here. And if a 13-0 team can't get in, despite playing a, a preseason conference favorite and Louisville and various other bowl teams, there's literally nothing it can do to make it in. It'll never make it in. Um I mean, to me, it would just look terrible if Houston were to go 13 and 0 and not make it in. But Houston's not going 13 and 0. That's it's.
1: Okay, so let's let's say, for sake of argument, if they don't beat Oklahoma, it's not happening, right? Right. Um. Let's say they do. Let's say Houston beats Oklahoma, close game, good game, whatever. Um. We then have to. does, does Houston then have to play the very unpleasant game of not? We have to beat everybody. Uh, to close the season but we have to crush everybody to close the season we have to be beating teams by five touchdowns we can't just it, it you know it's not enough to just um beat navy or beat memphis we have to destroy them
0: pretty much like this is how this goes to my extremely cynical perspective on how one ends up as a mid-major in the playoff two, one If they beat Oklahoma and Louisville, then they need to beat Oklahoma and Louisville decisively, and they need Louisville and Oklahoma to recover and destroy most of the competition on their schedule. Because remember, a mid-major never competes on its own merits. It competes on the merits of the people uh, that it beats alone, right? You'll come back and say, well, they play a schedule or whatever. Okay, I'm not interested in having a conversation with you, Internet. We've thought about this for a long time, and it hasn't changed. Um, Don't at me. The way that this works... Is you beat big mate, big teams like that, and then at the end of the year you slide by because another couple of big teams have had absolute crap like town years, right? Like they've just completely shat the bed. Like you have like a two like if Florida State loses two games somehow, and Clemson loses two games, then Houston's gotten in because people think less of the ACC. These are like inflexible things that don't change over time because the same people are essentially voting these in, right? I'm getting really pessimistic about this not just being the BCS all over again just with more slots for people to make really terrible like judgments about whether teams are good. That's how a mid-major gets in. Oh, so Houston yeah, has to I mean, Houston has to wipe the floor with everybody and then they have to hope that other people screw up for them to get in.
1: If anything, it's it's somewhat worse than the BCS because at least the BCS had the computers that while they had their share of problems, were not necessarily locked in old ways of thinking that you're talking about. It's literally everybody on on the college football playoff committee has to be locked in and it has to at least start from an old way of thinking, right?
2: And there's uh, very little – non-power representation among those members yeah. it's lots of like nebraska and and usc well us no more usc uh but it's lots and lots <laughs> of <laughs> no more no more nebraska dog <laughs> oh 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 right we're, we're we're starting fresh yeah it's all it's all it's all new there but i mean to me i still have hope like i see you know you're one of it marshall couldn't get in despite being nine and oh and by by in, I don't mean the playoff. I mean in the rankings. Um, <laughs> but Marshall didn't play shit. Marshall didn't play a single team of, of merit. Houston, I mean, it, I, I don't have the schedule right in front of me at the moment. I could click on it. I'm, I'm looking at a link with their schedule in it, but I'm not going to. But they're probably going to play mostly bowl teams. They might play two New Year's bowl teams. That is, if you go 13-0, that's a playoff schedule. If they're not in... We can raise holy hell. Uh, I, I mean, if, if they don't make it in, it'll, it'll completely expose a whole lot of bad stuff about the playoff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, also, by the way, the, the good thing about Houston that you can always do this is uh, they can run the ball. That's, that to me is like if you're going to pitch a team and say,
1: well, oh. Well, if you, I mean, you can say that. I think it's more that they could run the ball.
0: They could run the ball last year. The and, potential for them running the ball this year is is it's
1: pretty high because mm. of the of the top. Let me count here. Thank you again, Bill C. Of the top six guys who got carries last year, how many do you think are back? Uh, yeah. quarterback. Yeah, the answer is just Greg. Warren. Okay, yeah, but again, who is, they have uh, who they is have a texture
0: transfer coming in?
2: Injured for parts of yeah. three. Session. Yeah, sure. They, yeah.
1: No, I mean, yes, they, they, y- yes, they have Duke Catalan true. coming in. Um, it, it, they obviously— Boy, just... those Texas
2: offensive
0: weapons, those <laughs> will give you a shot. Tomorrow. Man. If, listen, if we're using the Florida rule of was at blue chip school and has transferred, then Duke oh, Catalan's going to go for 2,000 yards this season.
2: So are you telling me Mac Brown recruited this dude and he did not find success at Texas? Is that— It, he it found success.
1: He found success in Texas. So In I th- Texas.
2: think the rule still applies. I think he's winning a Heisman.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so so you're right. They they might still be able to run the ball, but that is a lot of carries to have walked out the door. Uh, so maybe, maybe it'll work. It, it helps that most of the receiving core is back. They also lose uh, a bunch of offensive line talent, but sure, whatever you say.
2: They'll be good. I think we're looking at a situation a lot like Boise State last year yeah. where everyone was convinced Boise State's going to win at least 11, 12, 13 games because they'd won uh, a New Year's Bowl the year before, whooped up a Power 5 team. Everyone saw it, you know, and bring back a lot of players and all that stuff. Exact same thing with Houston last year. Boise State went, what, 9-4 and four last yeah. year? Yeah. So these things are not guarantees. No um, you know, it's 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 real easy to slot Houston in as high, you know, throw him in the playoff at this point and all that. That's a long, long, long way away. And, yeah, you know, I'm I I, I have them in a the New Year's Bowl right now. I do not feel great about it. Yeah. I, the Boise State still has is kind of shaky, you know, not quite Boise State standards. The AAC has a lot of good teams, but nothing that really jumps up as immediate, uh, a contender on houston's level but houston is i don't i don't think it's anywhere near as rock solid as as people talk about it
0: let's do also let's you,
1: quick win win loss
3: total
0: if we're looking if we're looking at houston schedule and we go okay this is a team that you might actually want to familiarize yourself with mm-hmm. because they might be doing things and can i tell you what an absolute crime it is that when you search their their schedule the texans come up first gross that ain't right
3: so gross. All right,
2: rockets are next. The trash ass rockets. Nope, no, no, no. Cougar's got it. So okay. Tom
0: Herman. If you want like evidence for the success of Tom Herman, nobody uh, wants to see
3: James
2: Harden play. Nope, ain't nobody trying <laughs> no, to see that shit.
0: No, nobody's trying to see them cook. Um, so hey, if we're hey, looking where's, at where's it.
1: Dwight Howard,
0: by the way. <clears throat> so looking at uh, <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a Grizzlies fan, and our PA announcer. Was just like they just issued a warrant for his arrest. Okay, oh, <laughs> so uh,
1: looking Damn. at that's... yeah, so looking at Hughes, the Houston Cougars schedule. You, uh, I mean, Oklahoma. I assume we're not chalking that up as a win right now. I'll
2: I'll I'll, I'll give you an L. Okay, yeah, I'll will t- take an L there too. I, I I love I love the Cougars and their knowledge of their local rap scene, but that's an L.
1: Um, and then you look down the schedule, and there are maybe four games where they should they should be, that could be interesting. I mean, I do think the AAC is still in pretty good shape. There are still some teams on here that are figuring what the hell out is going on. SMU is in that group. Central Florida is in that group. Um,
2: Tulane, Tulane is, group. No, Tulane <laughs> is. Tulane's switching to the option.
1: <laughs> Tulane's set. Um, but you, you got, know.
2: you got... You got at Cincinnati, yeah. at Navy, at Memphis, um, yeah, man. at SMU. SMU is going to be improved, and uh, Tom Herman's talking shit about SMU, so maybe they got a little <laughs> they got a little fire in them. I yeah. don't know, yeah. but uh, at SMU will be a lot tougher than it sounded in the past. Oh, I don't know, thirty years. Right. Uh, you know, Tulsa could put up a lot of points. You got Louisville. Louisville could be really, really, really good. Yeah. UConn should have a good defense. There are a lot of games on here that you could lose. Um, you know, I'm, this, this, this is likely a 10 win team, roughly something like that. But there's just a lot of games on here that are tougher than, uh, it sounds apparently.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll go 10. I don't feel awesome about it. I feel like nine is more realistic just because Uh, I I worry about, I worry about that late stretch, that late stretch where they go,
0: where they go at SMU. Okay. They beat UCF. They go at SMU, Tulane, which I, I just playing a playing a triple option team is hard. Playing a triple option team, you know, especially when you're late in the season and you think you know what you are, and all of a sudden you have to defend somebody who's breaking in. Yeah, it's it sucks. It sucks a lot. And then you have to play Louisville, and then you have to go to Memphis, which that that could still be a pretty good Memphis team. You know, I don't know what Norville. I don't know how that's going to work out with Norvell in year one, but that's still a pretty good and talented team. So that late stretch? You know, like God, yeah, yeah. I, I think this feels like nine and three.
1: Okay, uh, put it I, as...
0: you, You've talked me into nine and three.
1: Okay. Who's next? What you want to talk about next? You want to talk about USF? Let's talk about USF. Yeah, let's.
2: Let t- take us
1: to Tampa, Ryan. I mean, I feel. You I feel, are. We're likely
2: going to do that in a few months.
1: That's true. Oh my God, USF. The, the path is there for you. Just went out. <laughs> you can play at home. More than national Field championship. Um, I mean, sure. It starts with some slow games like Towson and Northern Illinois, but you play Syracuse and you play Florida state and, uh, you dodge Houston. So that's good. Uh, yep. although of course you play them potentially in the conference championship. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. USF was a team that I think, at about a month into last season, we were just sort of like, well, Willie Taggart uh, is pretty much done. He hasn't done anything. He's, he, he had recruited pretty well. He had won no games of consequence. And then they kind of turned it on all of a sudden and closed after starting 1-3, and three, closed with only two losses down the stretch. They lost to Navy, which Navy was a great team last year. And they lost uh, the bowl game to Western Kentucky by 10 points. But in that stretch, they beat Temple, they beat Cincinnati, they beat ECU, they beat Syracuse, they beat UConn. Like, they were kind of free last year. Even even that Florida State game for, I think, at least a half, they looked interesting. So, I mean, I would like to see, as much as I talk shit about USF, I would like to see... uh, them do something interesting they back a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball in the skill position so maybe but you know it's also I think it's also probably a little bit of a depth thing that any of these guys get hurt any, anybody sort of fail to perform or have a swoon season uh, and maybe it all goes back to that sort of living on the edge of bowl eligibility that's not good
0: well, and here's the fun thing about uh, get people back, and they have a lot of like they their backfield backfield's cool. Yeah, they have they have a really cool like once they they were kind of muddling along, and then they kind of just decided to let let like let those two dudes do whatever they wanted back there. Like, okay, <laughs> we have a mobile quarterback, <laughs> we have a good running back. Let's just let people run around a little bit. And they started to actually do stuff. And they were fun to watch. Like, toward the end of last year, they were fun to
2: watch. Not at the beginning. Not at the beginning. No, no. Not at all. Yeah, and I mean they got good all at once. And I feel like it wasn't just a mirage. I feel like the last month or two of USF season was, I mean, it really was more like two seasons as opposed to just sort of the team appeared to be better than it was for a few. I feel like we got to see like the real USF because if you look back at their recruiting rankings, since Willie Taggart took over like they've been really crushing the rest of the group of five. You know, we talk about Western Michigan recruiting circles around the Mac. That's what USF has been doing around uh, the AAC. Uh, I remember a couple years ago we did these all recruit teams after signing day for, uh on a conference basis and USF basically had the a- AC's like entire starting roster and those guys are becoming upperclassmen now so I mean I feel like USF is I feel like what we saw the last half of the season that's sustainable
1: yeah I mean look if you look at their four regular season losses last year they lose to Florida State they they, they played terribly and lost to Maryland on the road uh, they lost to Mer- uh, Memphis by a touchdown and they lost to Navy like Three of those four losses at the end of the year, you're like, like, that's
0: fine. Those are really good losses, especially for a team that – they have one of my favorite things offensively, by the way. They have the the 1,000-yard running back and 1,000-yard quarterback, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. the NCAA special, like when you play NCAA. I'm
1: not not very good at using the passing controls on NCAA. Correct! (laughs) But
0: it also – they get both of them back. They're both juniors this year. Yeah. and they get and and they're good for you go okay well cool I get 2,000 yards out of my backfield We're returning that's before we assume that you might do even better before yeah. you can
1: factor in that they have
0: a running back named DeErnest
1: and you play in and, a, and you play in a pirate ship stadium you don't use the pirate ship but it's there I wish they used that more I wish they like you know slap some bull horns on it as in like the horns of a bull not like what a cop uses and had it sort of, like, buck and
2: snort. <laughs> Cop, they tries to... It, it, pull over.
1: That's <laughs> <Sets, laughs> the pirate ship. <laughs> Get out of the fucking car. So, so it's entirely possible that... It's entirely possible that USF kind of plays the Houston role this year, right?
0: I mean, it's it's possible, right? Like Like, looking up and down... Offensively, they're going to be pretty solid. They're going to be a run-first team, but they get their receiving core back, right. most of their receiving core, like Sands tight end. You know, they get most of their receiving core back. They play in a league where I think their style of play could do pretty well, mm-hmm. right?
2: Yeah, and They're good at a lot of stuff. I mean, like, this is, Taggart comes from the Harbaugh thing, so you think, like, oh, it's a Stanford offense or whatever, but, like, they've spread it out quite a bit.
0: Yeah, no, they adapted. They adapted quick to the talent they had. Florida, like fast.
1: The Florida State game um, on, in late September is going to be interesting. Home game for USF, so look out for the pirate ship. Uh, although, of course, being that it's in Tampa, oh my god, Raymond James Stadium is going to be overrun with Florida State fans. A lot of whom I went to high school with.
0: No, noted, uh, you said went to high school with, not graduated high school with, and I appreciate <laughs> it with
1: that. Isn't it? Everybody Go. has their own path.
0: Go Knowles. Go Nulls. Uh Yeah, no, I, I I I like this team a lot. I don't want to say that. Oh man, they'll go like you know they'll go undefeated. No. But they're a fun team to watch, and they're pretty good at everything. And if you're pretty good at everything, and you're very well rounded, you stand a chance of doing that as a mid major playing where they do. So yeah, I I, I want to look at the schedule a little bit before you know we go too insane on what they could
2: be, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, there's, I feel a, like,
0: there's a lot to like about this team.
2: I'm sure there are like 17 Houston fans listening here who are mad because, you know, we said, well, Houston, uh, they might lose this game. And now we're talking about how awesome USF is or whatever. But I think we're sort of responding to the national hype levels and saying let's bump Houston down just a peg, just probably still better than USF. Stay but
1: humble.
2: Stay humble. Stay humble. Like, we're just trying to keep you humble, you 17 Houston fans who... Um, are on Twitter so much that it feels like there are 8 billion people with H-Town takeover <laughs> hashtags. Yeah, and what, what and of, any, of, anytime anyone tweets about Dalvin Cook, you're there. Like, yeah, we know. Your team made some tackles. It's great. Everyone is happy about it. Just shut the fuck up and we'll we'll stay happy about it.
0: One one of whom, but yeah, we love you. Now, Please don't make us hate you. That's what you always want to do with a team like Houston when they come along. You go, listen, I love everything your team does. Please don't make me hate them
2: because of you. It's like Houston fans on Twitter. All, all, all four of you. We like your team. Shh. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool.
0: So here we go. We got uh, USF. When when you look for games, you go, oh man, they could totally lose that game. Yeah. Uh, well, Florida State, September twenty fourth, yeah. right?
1: On the road. At yeah. Sy- on the road at Syracuse the week before.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, Syracuse has some has some quarterback talent. Uh, it's obviously a long trip for for USF, even though it's not a time difference thing or anything. And you know, Syracuse is as much as we talk shit about them, they're a fine team. They're not they're not somebody we are ever going to talk about in the near future winning that conference. But they're a fine team.
2: I think if you lose on the road against the Dino Babers team,
1: yeah,
2: no, no huge shame in that.
1: Right, but it, but it is it is. Then you got
2: FSU. You're yeah. going to lose that.
1: Yeah. Then you go to Cincinnati which... um, at at
0: Temple's, the one down the road, okay. October twenty first at at Temple. Like they get most of their other ones at, at home. They even get Navy at home, mm-hmm. right? Um, but they have to go to Memphis, and Memphis is kind of. I mean, I that to me was such a that was such a turnaround that it also makes me think that maybe that was a patch job. They like did. I don't know. Like when and you have also, somebody who turns Memphis around, you just kind of go, well, who else could have done that? Yeah. Another Fuente's gone. I just have to make sure the next guy won't screw it up, they and that's so- entirely possible because Memphis, your margins are pretty slim. You just want to make sure that the next guy understands that and coaches accordingly. Um, like it, to me, at Temple is the one that's really interesting to me. At SMU, I mean, if SMU wants to claim a claim a, a trophy late in the season after a hard God, start, this is, this is the secret
1: SMU pump up podcast, <laughs> we got SMU <laughs> hey, knocking yeah. off heads left and
3: right.
0: No, no, USF wins this game. They just, you know, in the third quarter, that's when the talent wheels fall off, right? right? When SMU just runs out of depth that USF has been building. Because remember, USF was so totally at this stage years ago, right? Like mm-hmm. under Willie Taggart, where they would stay competitive, and after two quarters, yeah, that's all we got.
1: Yeah. Sorry. sorry. Oh, this is, yeah. oh, you wanted to play, a, oh, I thought we were going to play a half court.
0: Oh, boy. Shit.
1: Oh. Uh, Ooh, yeah, you I, got, have, I have not worked out lately. Yeah, man, my cardio is just not up just, to this. Just yeah, three, that's, just, I touched the three-point line. Can that be considered? No? All right, cool. Um, yeah, that, that game at Temple. Because Temple temple is temples a
0: very difficult team to play, especially because they their line play is so consistent, mm-hmm. especially on the D line. Um, it's like one of the great college football secrets I want to know is how Matt Rule manages to get excellent D line play out of like two-star dudes who end up playing like three-star dudes. Every single time, so that to me is what their season comes down to—is at Temple. I know that's exactly what you want to hear on a podcast, Ooh, but yeah, this
1: is this is too. Oh my God, everybody, keep your pants on. Um, win total? What do you got? Uh, I think this is a ten and two team. Wow. So you're saying yeah. you are saying that they're going to do better than than Houston at least on paper, at least in the win. Yeah, I just, their schedule's easier, man. They don't play Oklahoma. They do play Florida they State. Don't,
0: they don't play Louisville.
1: They do play. They do
0: play UCF. They
1: do play Syracuse. (laughs) Uh huh. They're Um, like the same. Those those are the same teams. I I I like USF as well. I will only go nine wins though. Ten wins would be fucking amazing. And if USF wins ten games, Willie Taggart is going to get some either a huge raise from USF or some very big job.
2: I'll I'll go eight to set us at nine. Okay. I I think that's still another positive step.
1: Yeah, no, but I'm I'm serious. If they win ten games, Willie Taggart is not staying in Tampa. No, not a chance. Um, Is there any other? Do you want to talk about Temple? Do you want to move on to another conference? What do you want to do? Let's talk about Temple real quick, real, 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 real quick.
2: Extremely quick. I'd I'd vote we move on, but extremely quick. (laughs)
1: Okay. Um, Temple. Looking at your schedule really quickly, boy. uh, You play at Penn State, and that's fun other than that you're giving us very little to work with. You play Army, you play Stony Brook, you play Charlotte. That's in the first month. Like Temple, you are really putting all of your chips on that Penn State game for us to care about you early in the season because if you if you don't win that, then we just have, you know, a bunch of lower tier FBS schools and and a non-FBS school to look at. And after that, it's like yeah, they'll have the USF game. Spencer was talking about. That's about it. I mean, this is Temple feels like. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Curiously, Temple has devalued the one chip that they have to attract national attention in terms of schedule making by defeating them in previous years. Well, right, yeah. That's it. Like, oh, let's beat Penn State. Well,
1: yeah. Um, So, so I think Temple feels like without really looking at who they've got back and acknowledging that they've done wonderful things with that defense. I think Temple feels like a team that could put up a really nice win total, and it wouldn't mean a whole lot because you'd look at the end of the season and be like, yeah, but did you beat anybody good? So, I mean, I'm willing to say Temple wins nine games, but I don't necessarily think that we'll look back and say, oh, that was a really good Temple team. I think we'll say it was a pretty easy schedule.
2: Yeah, and I mean, if the strength of the team is, like Spencer says, was the front seven... Uh, they lost like the entire middle of it, so that's that's, that's yeah.
3: Good.
2: yeah yeah that r- r- rough roughly some you know I mean they lost Matikovich they lost, they lost uh, three starting defensive linemen I believe um yeah I'm not I'm not super high I mean Temple still be good still be well coached probably still beat Penn State. Oh boy. Uh, but you know, I don't see a repeat of last year. But this
1: time, James, this James, time James. they're going to have to send three. Russians. Three, they're going to have to blitz
0: three get
1: to the quarterback.
0: Just, re- just remember, just remember that James Franklin is going to help Matt Rule get a really good job. That's
3: true.
1: The Penn State.
0: He might job. get the Penn State job. <laughs> <laughs> might get, yeah. might get that Penn
1: State We've job. A lot you of know, people lining up for the Penn State job. It's exciting. <laughs> okay.
0: It's fun. Look, look. Let's move off that AAC. Okay. We've got a lot of ground to cover, yeah. so I think we need to cherry pick from. Like, let's just talk about one team each. We yeah. talked a lot about the AC, but one team each.
2: I think from- that's fair. It's. I mean that that conference it has it was the most important last year. Probably will be next year. Right. Um, CUSA. I would. What if, what if we do w- w- WKU? Knock okay. that
3: out,
0: sure, dude. Yeah, you're doing you're doing WKU, do which it. is just man, such a balls to the wall. <laughs> thrill, thrill ride of a team. Speak on it. Speak on it. Oh, hell yeah, you need to speak on it. The fact that, for some reason, Jeff Brown managed to walk into this job, load up on as many amphetamines as a human being can inject into a single offense, and if you look at their F-plus progression, it's hilarious. It's absolutely... <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> one gigantic Viagra-fueled boner of football progress. <laughs> Crazy!
3: Crazy! Crazy! <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's like a dick. That's what the you want your hilltop. Get, get <laughs> Talk about a big red. Talk about a big red. It, you know it, the it, throbbing it. success of this team.
1: <laughs> Wait, like a, like a motorcycle hurtling up a mountain.
0: Exactly. Yes. This. Yes. It's exactly <laughs> like, like a that.
1: motorcycle hurtling
2: up a
0: dick. <laughs> Can I remind you uh-huh. of the thrill, the thrill ride this team had, and how much goddamn fun they are? Okay, because because the only games they lost last year, okay, with the with the twelve and two record that they eventually posted, scoring like a zillion points a game. Oh my god, they scored a lot. Take out
2: that first game against Vanderbilt yeah. It didn't happen. Yeah. Um, they they th- scored they scored twelve. That's good against Vandy
1: i was gonna yeah. say that's actually like they, like vanderbilt most 14. impressive they want you
0: dog i know the most impressive game that vanderbilt played last year oh right Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no the most impressive game that vanderbilt played last year was limiting western kentucky to 14 points and i am dead serious yeah. about that because this team plays with uh the premium this is not unleaded this is not cheap they score they average like oh my god put up 58 on Middle Tennessee State, 55 on North Texas, 55 on ODU. They put up 63 on Six, Florida International.
1: 63. 63 and they, to 7
0: They did. And against the pretty good that pretty good USF team we were just talking about, yeah. they beat the brakes off of them 45-35 in a bowl game. They are a blast to watch. So uh, a lot of offense, not much defense. Don't worry about that. Defense is for defenses is for troglodytes. Not important. Remember? Not important.
1: It's
0: not important at all.
1: Um, they do have to replace a 5,000-yard quarterback. <laughs> who that threw 48 <laughs> touchdowns. 5,000 yards and 40, like, that's obscene. Okay,
0: so if we're marking their offense down a lot, they'll only pass for 3,500
2: <laughs> yards. Yeah. yeah, you're only scoring 42 points a game this year, WKU. Spend them wisely. Right.
0: By the way, the guy who's probably going to start is named Nelson Fishback.
2: <laughs> they got a lot of options there. I mean, it's, they, they brought in a whole bunch of transfers. Like, it could be one of those where three guys each throw for 1,500 yards.
0: Nelson
1: or something Fishback like that. is 1,000% the quarterback in a Coen Brothers movie.
0: He is. Let me tell you, the, the, the quarterback in real life, though, just name alone, Reese Ryan. He's the redshirt freshman. Uh, yeah, and he's like highly touted, blah, blah, blah. His name's Reese Ryan, though, so you know he's gonna end up starting because his name is Reese Ryan. Well, or he'll
1: transfer to
0: UVA. Because remember, what does it work re- in reverse Wait. in Wait. reverse,
2: Ryan Reese? Look at this quarterback competition. Tyler Ferguson, that works both ways. Yeah. Steven <laughs> Duncan, that works nope. both ways. Duncan Reese, Steven, yeah. Reese Ryan. Ryan. And Reese. the best of all, Mike White. <laughs>
3: White Mike. imagine
2: a poor <laughs> Kentucky named the White Mike from Tampa? <laughs> White Mike from Tampa is here to take the toppers to the top.
0: Yeah, and who loses? Fishback Nelson. Although Fishback
2: Nelson. <laughs> oh, that's that's badass as hell. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, the only actual loser is Drew Eccles. Eccles yeah. Drew. Eccles, Eccles Drew. Yeah. Andy. White I that. Mike. I don't know. Good
1: God. White,
0: <laughs> White Mike. That's what we're going to call
1: him, by the way, if he gets the start job. <laughs> White Mike. By the I, the way, is, I is, hope is he gets the starting Mike's job just so he can play at Alabama the second week of the season. And we have to see a lot of lot of confused Alabama fans being like, boy, that, that white Mike sure does seem like a nice kid.
2: That quarterback looks real confident. It looks like he's got a lot of work ethic. I, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's a game
0: manager, but he's cerebral. Uh, yeah, I I really... Whew, man. There's there's a lot to like about this team. There's a lot that's super uh, in the air about this team, i.e. the quarterback, the approach. Man, the approach is uh, the approach is not going to change. Although, yeah, uh, their new their their new offensive line coach, as Bill C. points out in his preview, Dale Williams, a guy who spent the last four years as a high school coach. <laughs>
1: So he, knows but he's how repli- to mo- he knows how to motivate kids.
0: But he's replacing Neil Calloway, who's trash. So, whatever. Well,
1: yeah. And he does get a lot of experienced guys to work with. They have, I think, three seniors on the offensive line. They return a bunch of guys who started at least 12 games. So, if you're going to replace your offensive line coach, it helps to have a very established unit for him to step in and coach. Because maybe they won't need him. That's the hope. Um, schedule
0: else Jeff Rome is Je- going to rock. That's 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 what this equals. Doesn't uh, matter.
1: Schedule wise.
0: Sched- W's
1: all W's. Just nothing but W's. We, how paint about it.
0: how about week two at Alabama Crimson Tide? Paint w. 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 <laughs> good point. All
1: It's right, all the way down, folks. Um, <laughs> I yeah. mean,
2: CUSA sucks, and uh, WKU is good. Yeah. You know, you, maybe you lose at Marshall. Uh, FAU is improving. Maybe you lose at La Tech. Yeah. But I mean, this is a ten-win team.
1: Okay. Sure. Oh, dude,
0: I, I will. They, I will oh, here's, go. Here's
1: the question: Are they going to beat Vanderbilt again? Are they going to get a winning
3: streak <laughs> over
0: Vanderbilt? You're damn right because that's in Bowling Green. <laughs> I, I, I think we're pushing 15 points this year. By the way, in other news, Vanderbilt has to go to Bowling Green this year.
1: <laughs> Contracts are a bitch.
0: Contracts are a motherfucker, man. Um, yeah.
1: Next, uh, so 10 wins. Everybody happy with 10?
0: Yeah. And, well, no, I'm going to give you 11 and one. Wow. I'm going to say. Oh. Yeah, no, they're they're ten wins. It's ten and two. They're replacing their quarterback. They'll they'll screw up one game based on like HR alone, right? Where they're like, <laughs> so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ten and two for them, and they'll be awesome, and then they'll absolutely wreck the title game and their bowl game, right? Because teams like this, when you give them bowl practices, guess what? They learn to score more points. Yay! Yeah. So, yeah, this is a twelve and two. Jeff Rome's gonna be the best. Next coach at the University of Florida. Did I say that out loud? I always oh do that.
3: Boy. Oh boy. I always,
2: God. <laughs> Whoops. He's like Bobby Petrino without all the Bobby Petrino. Yet.
0: Give it time. <laughs> Give it time. Re- remember, any football coach you like can turn into a horrendously amoral character of infinite villainy at any second. On we a work. long
2: enough timeline, all coaches are Bobby Petrino. Yeah, exactly or
0: worse.
3: Or, or worse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sick 'em bears.
0: But I just want to point out one game you might want to watch for slaughter and hundred point potential. Uh Bowling Green, Kentucky, October first, Saturday. The Houston Baptist Huskies. You you ever you ever heard of oh my God? You 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 will after October
2: first because I mean we we already mentioned Baylor once in this minute. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Houston Baptist probably plays Baylor, but <laughs> Yeah, no, no, yeah. I don't even think they're on Baylor.
1: Damn. Okay. This is yeah. This is ugly and awkward.
0: Yeah, they're 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 bad and uh, like they're super they're super fucking bad and this might be like a 100 point warning.
1: Okay. Uh for my team I'm going to I'm going to give you the first of my five group of 5 trivia questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh on a yards per play basis, who was the best group of 5 defense last year?
2: Uh was it Either Temple or UConn.
1: That was uh, incorrect. Yards per play. Yards for play basis.
0: Defense. Yeah. Hmm. I am. God. I'm gonna, you know, I'm just gonna throw out a weird one: Louisiana Tech.
1: Good guess. The answer is San Diego State allowed 4.66 uh-huh. yards, ninth in the country, sandwiched right between Florida at eight and Florida State. At ten, um, they they run the three three five. You know they have some losses, but not a ton. They bring back most of their key starters on that defense. Um, I, I like the Aztecs. I think they're fun. They get to play Cal very early in the season. A Cal team that has lost the number one overall pick uh, to the NFL is in. A, oh, there's there's uh, there, there, there is no chance Cal wins this game. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there is a. There are some questions, Cal. That's all I'm going to say. Um, so they have a chance to get a technically signature win early if they can get that one, and then you look at the rest of the Mountain West and it's like, what are what are we what are we worried about here? I, I kind of like San Diego State just to just to be a fun team that you look up down the line. And you're like, wait, they're they're not going to know what the hell? What are we supposed to do with this team? I haven't watched them all season. Except yeah, Cal, I mean except for Cal fans, sorry Cal
2: fans. The the defense was the strength. They return almost all of it. The yeah. offense is just there tagging along. Right. Um and it who cares who, what they return? Probably enough to score 3 points. That's what you need when you're San Diego State. Uh yeah, I mean they're in a they're in a really weak division. Yes. They might be the easiest division favorite in the country. Yes. Um may, you know, maybe you throw out, I don't know. Uh WKU or whatever, but that's, that's not a strong division, and SDSU looks like a clear favorite there.
1: I mean, after, after the Cal game, they only play two teams that Bill has projected to be better than 80th, and that's at Northern Illinois and at Utah State. Everybody else they play the rest of the way is projected to be straight garbage. You even get Hawaii at home. You don't yeah. even have to cross the ocean. I mean,
2: you so, do have to go to South Alabama, though.
0: And they're like a run first team. Mm-hmm. They are they are going to protect their defense, and they're one of the few teams that actually talks about doing that. That does that. They're actually like pretty fun to watch, um, and they like to grind people down. And in addition to that, their special teams are awesome. They
1: also are they they have a
0: great great kick returner Rashad Penny.
1: Their leading tackler last year, uh, a two star. He's a rising senior. His name is Calvin Munson. So this is a man named Calvin who was underrated, who who probably felt as though he was underrated, and now he hits people on bad teams. And that's fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you don't want to... I think this would be... This, would, this team hurts to play. Like, yeah. oh, they're yeah. one of the teams that, yeah, like, maximal pain when you play them. So, um... They are, and they are your pick.
2: I mean, I, I, I'm fine talking about SDSU as our Mountain West team. Like, what is there to say about Boise State? They'll I mean, win 10 11 games. they yes. okay.
1: uh, San Diego State's also coached by a retiree retirement aged man named Rocky. So, <laughs> also, <laughs> which,
0: uh, my, and the team the team is by the way everything that you would expect that team to be. Right? Yeah. Rocky's team. Yeah. Rocky's team, and defensively tenacious, run the ball, occasionally pull some chicanery on you
1: basically i mean they went they won 11 games last year i i honestly don't know that i tell you i watched a single one of them but that's the thing that they did that's the thing that a lot of teams didn't do so whatever man cool. I,
2: I remember last year they were kind of getting a lot of 10 win hype and they lost three games at cal okay fine at penn state okay fine south alabama and eh, and everyone sort of wrote them off and then they peeled off 10 wins in a row uh, and my favorite thing about bill's preview on them is he has the performance versus vegas in each of their games right. so one is okay they <laughs> they missed by they were under by 14.5 the vegas line then by 24.5 the vegas line and then for a couple of weeks they were about even and then they're over 17 over 26 over 39 over 20 over 10 over 22 and in the bowl against cincinnati they beat vegas by 34 points well, it's, it, it's almost like Rocky Long like tanked for a little bit I mean and, and then
1: and look at the no, look at this like scores. a card shark look at the scores that they allowed after the Penn State loss where they gave up 37 points they gave up seven 14 7 14 17 3 14 I mean this is like watching a very nervous person at a blackjack table who's like I just don't want to bust I don't care if I win I just will feel bad if I go over 21 when you
2: when you play San Diego State you get to score once <laughs>
1: <laughs> you get one score. Use it wisely, Rocky. When Rocky was growing up, he only had half the score. It's a
0: different time. <laughs> you, you kids are
3: spoiled.
1: Um, Spencer Picketing.
0: Um, I want to go to uh, the fun belt. Can we fun belt. Fun Belt. Sun Belt. Some of the finest late season viewing,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I think that you can get. Uh, I wanted to kind of go uh, on, like in terms of teams. The perpetually underrated Appalachian State. Obviously, probably, like, the pick for the conference. A a relatively seamless transition to FBS status. So much so that, oh, look, guess who's coming to town this year?
2: (laughs) Miami. Is that who you're referring
0: to? (laughs) Um,
1: Before that, guess who they get to play to start the year right before a massively hyped media game against Virginia. Michigan? I mean, uh... They share sort of a common history in terms of, you know, the Heisman and things like that. Uh, uh, oh, that, that, yeah, they
0: play at Island on September 1st on a Thursday. Yeah. It's, on a
1: Thursday,
0: son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So
1: yeah. They, they, you're going to get to see App State early, and you're going to see uh, a defense that pretty experienced, if nothing else. So uh, have fun. Have fun, Miami. I'm sure, I'm sure this won't be the thing that makes you immediately worry that Mark Ricks was perpetually underachieving at Georgia. I'm sure it's going to be fine. You're going to be great. They also, like, have, they also have a deeply Christian quarterback roster because the, the starter is named Taylor Lamb, and then they have a red shirt freshman named Jake Easter. Which, yeah, I mean, I, I assume that they're recruiting like Howard Advent or something.
2: And then the 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 quarterback who is not going to get playing time, his last name is Thomas.
1: He's <laughs> just down his mm. abilities.
2: He's yeah, he's doubtful, <laughs> doubtful for the game. <laughs> Lack of la, just lacks confidence, isn't he? Always
0: you uh. know, we,
1: we gotta, Stick we gotta, your
2: hand under the center's butt and feel the feel the risen ball.
1: We got a good feeling about. Uh, JUCO transfer, prodigal son. I think he's going to be good. Yeah, I
0: this this team is this team is very fun. They're not going to stretch the field a lot. You know, they're not that kind of team, but they will beat you up. They're a very like Tennessee. Tennessee has a very difficult game against them. You don't want to, you know, like that feels a little weird to say. Uh, But then again, I remember when Tennessee was consistently good. So. <laughs> Damn, you old. So I'm real old. I wow. remember when Tennessee could wow. be. Wow. No, I do mean, same, really.
1: th- that game has the hallmark of game that Tennessee wins but doesn't win as cleanly or comfortably as certain members of the fan base or the media perhaps would like. And so everybody mm. immediately starts to panic rather than saying Tennessee beat like a perfectly good team, not an amazing team, but a good team.
0: How many, people, how many people are going to come out of that game and be like, I can't believe we did that against an F- oh NFCS school?
1: That Butch Jones, he's a motherfucker. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. We need to drown him tonight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we need to do what we did with Lane and run him off. You didn't run off Lane. <laughs> we ran him off. We ran, we ran, ran off. his ass off. We need to go get Kirby smart. <laughs> we didn't make the smart hire. We, made, we? Urban,
1: we made Urban Meyer quit because he was bored. <laughs> Make his ass quit
0: by laying limp and hoping he loses interest. Yeah, who do you who do you see as a loss in the schedule? Because by the way, Miami could lose that game. Yeah. Miami could lose at upstate state easy. Like that's a thing that could happen. Yeah. Um, it would be weird, but it could happen. It's a noon game, by
2: the way. A noon ooh. game in Boone, North Carolina.
1: Jesus. What did you do, Miami? What did you do?
2: Noon and noon and Boone, those folks will only been drinking for thirteen hours. <laughs>
1: Shine don't count. It's a tonic. It's not blood alcohol count if your blood is mostly cheer wine anyway. Um, yeah, if you want.
0: By the way, if you want like the it's lit alert for this schedule, because I think Appalachian State can beat everyone on the schedule. Yeah, I do.
1: Georgia Southern.
0: Yes, yeah. sir. Yep. Paul Stadium in Statesboro below the Nat line.
1: Yeah, that, that has a lot of weird game potential.
0: Yeah, man. If you haven't been to Statesboro, man, the gnats and the fried chicken both peerless. Yeah, Um, yeah.
1: It's it's a good team. It's a fun team. I will. I'm willing to say ten wins. I feel fine about that. I'm going
0: to say they knock off either. I'm going to I'm going to say they knock off Miami. I don't think
1: that's... (laughs) It's hateful, but man, that would it would. In terms of games that I want to see happen just because I'm a mean-spirited person, that's really high up there. That's really, really high up there. Are you trying to say Mark Rick's going to lose a game he shouldn't? I mean, I mean, part of me wants it to happen because Michigan fans will crow about it and will be like, hey, man, at least Miami had the guts to play him on their field.
0: <laughs> also, don't write off Georgia State. After all, they did whoop Georgia Southern last year. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Literally anything is possible.
1: All things are possible. Uh,
0: so. Yeah, this. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call eleven and one.
1: I
2: think it's an <sighs> eleven to one team.
1: That's mm. a shot you called. I like it. I, I'm still. I'm still saying ten.
2: I'll go. I'll go ten. I think that this is a good year for the Sun Belt. Uh, that we could finally see some, like the these call up teams, Georgia Southern and App State. I feel like they sort of. Like, for a while, it's been like, yeah, okay, Arkansas State, what else? But now they've got an actual sort of upper tier. They can build sort of an identity that's not just, that's the football that's on uh, on Wednesday morning.
1: We should note that Arkansas State plays Auburn this year, so.
0: By, by the way, can I give, can I give you the, the balls out team just real quick? We can't talk about them in depth, but the team that's the most fun to watch in this conference, Arkansas State. Yep. Man, Arkansas State's so much they, fun to watch. They
1: don't care at all. I have one thing to say about Mac. Row the boat. That's it. Row the boat. Row the boat. Row the boat! Row the boat. Can we end with my my other four trivia questions for y'all? Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, okay, so we already answered the San Diego State question. All right. Uh, we'll start with what I think is an easy one. Uh, what was the last Group of Five school to be a member of a current Power Five conference? <whistles> mm-hmm.
0: Um... I'm going to say they're in the American. Okay. Am I right?
1: Uh, Sure, I'll give you that. Yes, you're right.
0: Okay. And I'll say that that team was... Man, it depends on what you count as that. But no, Tulane, wasn't it? SEC? Yes, yeah. The answer is Tulane, SEC
1: until 1966. Great job. Uh, who is the group of five coach, act, who, the active group of five coach, who has the most bowl wins in his career? Not necessarily as a group of five coach, but just career.
0: Tommy Tuberville.
1: That is also correct. He has seven, although he's number three, at Cincinnati. Uh, what was the last group of five school to be ranked top ten in the AP preseason poll? That's not out yet. The coach's poll is Houston is not in the top ten. Um, neither is USF. Haters. Oh, God, I'm hmm. going to be a USF and a Stanford homer all year. This is going to be very strange.
2: So is it not Boise State?
1: Is that your answer? <laughs> that's <laughs> I'm a, I'll that's go my,
0: that's when, my uh, question. I, I was I was going to say, I'll, I'll go ahead and just, like, push my chips in, and I'll say Boise State. That
1: is correct. It's Boise State in 2011. And your last question. Who is the longest tenured Group of Five coach? Uh, this, used wait, what? To, this used to be...
2: Yeah, this was Troy.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but he done he done retired. Okay. So now this now this gets kind of complex. But
1: after eighty four years at Troy, it's not Doc
2: Holliday, is it? It's not Doc. Holliday. I mean, I, I, he's got his his name and his whole aura just makes it seem like he's been places longer than he has. I
1: will tell you, this coach is has been at his current school longer than every SEC and ACC coach
2: currently in their job. Wow, so like six. Uh, years. <laughs> yeah, he's, been, he's been there at least six years uh is it middle middle tennessee yes
0: yeah, it's stock it's not rick Stockstill. okay so
3: mm. if
0: it's not rick Stockstill. um give me a minute and it's not it's not mark hudspeth nope. no no oh, you guys mm. almost swept I know. I'm. I'm is so- it David Bailiff? The
1: answer is
0: nope. no. 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 Is yeah. it Frank Solich? The
1: answer is Frank Solich. Oh! Hired in late 2004, has and almost outshines every Pac-12 coach as well in terms of longevity. So yeah,
0: man, he's he's really garnered the success to really stay there.
1: Yeah, no, it's been it's been a fine it's been a
0: fine tenure at Ohio. Yeah, well, he, I mean, I'm he, not, he I'm not, he, not being sarcastic. That came out really bitchy and sarcastic, but that's my normal tone.
2: No, I think Spence uh, Nebraska would be happy to have his nine wins a year. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think? <laughs> how how have they been without him? How'd that go? Well, they
0: they carried on the tradition for a while, but yeah, are you saying they fired a coach who wins nine games a year? Never done that before.